This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysoon, the unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, award-winning pistols and revolvers. Mossberg, American-built, American-strong. And the Red 55 Winery in Lindale, Texas. Signature wines of Grammy Award-winning country artist Miranda Lambert and owned by Rick and Beverly Lambert. Welcome to DSC's Campfires. I'll welcome you again a little bit later on, but today's guest is Mr. Jim Bequet. Now, Jim Bequet and I go back many years ago to when he was the editor of Shooting Times and I was on staff there as, as the hunting editor. And Jim and I have been involved in all kinds of adventures together. And with that said, I want to remind you about the book that Luke Clayton and I compiled based upon uh, several stories that we did, like maybe even 41 different chapters that Luke and I wrote about the outdoors, dealing with hunting, fishing, camping, if you will, to some extent, but also about cooking and just a lot of good, interesting type of stories. And hopefully well, they'll be entertaining but to you, but hopefully also there'll be a little bit of education, a little bit of information there. But and then, too, I just told you about last week about a new book I've got out that's called um, Deer Addictions. And both these are, are self-published, thankfully, and they're now available. They're soft cover. Uh, both of them are in excess of 300 pages with a lot of good information, stories and photographs and all those other kind of really good things. Now, Deer Addictions is a book that uh, put together based upon my hunting the five different species of North American deer, the whitetail, mule deer, coos whitetail, Sitka blacktail, and Colombian blacktail. And feel very fortunate that I got Mr. Corey Mason to do the forward on this one. And on that book, a uh, percentage of the sales is going to go to DSC and DSC Foundation for all the good work that they do there. 
Now, these books will be available a lot of different places, but if you want to learn more and order possibly an autographed copy, you can go to catfishradio.org. That's T, sorry, C-A-T-F-I-S-H-R-A-D-I-O dot O-R-G. And you can place an order there, and we'll do our very best to uh, get it out to you in a very timely fashion. And, and again, as I told you last week, these may be some ideal Christmas presents for that hard-to-get person that, uh, if they're kind of like me, they uh, pretty much have what they need, and, and there's still a few things that they want. And i got a feeling if they find out about this book, I'm dearly hoping that will be one of the things that I really want. So you can be a hero by ordering one of those books or both those books from us by going to catfishradio.org. And that too, it'll be available on Amazon and, and uh, Sporting Classic Books and, and maybe through a bunch of other sources as well too. Now let's get on the show today with Jim Bequette. Jim Bequette, I know it's hot in Texas, and uh, of course this may play a little bit later in August, but uh, you know, we have spent some time in hunting camps together and a few other places, long, particularly back when you were the editor of Shooting Times and a bunch of other things that you're involved in that I got to help with, and I know that you've got some absolutely fantastic stories to tell. Yeah, I, uh, I think as we've talked before, Larry, you know, not... Not every hunt has to be, you know, uh, successful or doesn't have to be, uh, you know, some kind of Boone and Crockett animal you put on the ground. It's some. It's it's really about, you know, the people you're with and, uh, you know, the, the guns you're using and, uh, you know, the memories that you make uh, from the hunt. So I, I've been fortunate, as you know, to share a lot of hunting camps with people besides you i shared quite a few with you and uh, i know i've got some wonderful memories of those hunts and uh, but yeah uh, i i again i've been i've been in uh, in the right place at the right time i guess in terms of uh, yes you have <laughs> of, uh, of uh having some really great memories and uh I need, at, at, at my advanced age, Larry, I need to start making notes, otherwise I'm <laughs> Jim, I'm actually working on another book right now, and that's kind of what I'm doing. I've been making notes to, you know, about oh, some of the hunts. Uh, and in so doing, I ran across a photograph, a couple of photographs, actually, of you and me together, you with a great big black hog, and you with a very special eight-point buck <laughs> on the uh, Stasny Cook Ranch that we hunted, our, oh, first, yeah. really, our first hunt yeah. together. Yeah, I, gosh, yeah, I, I've had, I'll tell you, of all the, the hunts and, and hunting boasts in the lower 48 and across North America and South America and Europe and Africa, I, uh, I'll tell you what, when all is said and done, I think given the choice, I'd, I'd, I'd still rather hunt Texas or Alaska, <laughs> you know, one of the two, I, I, I love both states and, uh, I gosh, I've got some wonderful memories uh, of hunts in both of those states, and uh, so anyhow, that uh, uh, just talking about it brings back so many wonderful memories. 
over the years too, you've had the opportunity, as you mentioned, to hunt with so many different people. I know that you've gotten over the years. You had a chance to meet and spend time with Hank Williams Jr. and then also Skeeter Skelton years ago, and and of course one of the, all those are heroes of mine, as is Mister B- Mister Bill Jordan. Who, uh, <laughs> and I, I know y'all have yeah, done some you. things together. Uh, Skeeter introduced me. Skeeter was the handgun editor yes, of Shooting Times, and, uh, you know, he, Skeeter, he was one of the, you know, early guys, and he didn't make a big deal about it, but he, he did do quite a bit of handgun hunting, yes, uh, sir. and it was before handgun hunting became popular, you know, with the likes of uh, Bob Millick and Steve Harrett and... Uh, uh, some of the other great legendary handgunners, and and I uh, I always bugged him about, hey, I, I want to come down to Texas and go to the Ship Ranch, oh, the legendary yes, Ship Ranch down in Laredo, Texas, which he wrote about uh, because his very good friend Evan Kuros uh, owned the ranch at the time, and uh, it, it was just you know right on the border, you know had some. Uh, monster whitetails and some hogs and javelina and uh, a little bit of everything, some of the best quail hunting on uh, God's earth. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, I've got a bunch of stories from down there, Larry, but I'll, <laughs> I'll start with one that uh, I was down there with, if you can, if you can believe this, it was Bill Jordan and of course, Evan Kuros, Skeeter Skelton, and Bill Blankenship. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and I've got a picture of us standing in front of Evans Ranch House on the Ship Ranch, and um, and I'm, when I look at that picture, I always think, "What in the hell am I doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm with these legends, you know, these living legends, and uh, here's old Jim Bequette, and this is that. <laughs> You know, I had only been in the industry maybe three or four years, and gosh, just I was just getting to know these guys, and uh, oh my gosh! And we were down there, uh, Larry. This will bring back memories. Uh, Weaver, the optics company, yes, sir, was still based in El Paso, Texas. Yes, sir. You know. Their optics were made in the good old USA. Yes, they time. were. <laughs> and I visited down uh, at Weaver because a very good friend of mine, Dan Flaherty, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know. Yes, sir. He, and I believe he still resides in Texas. You know, I think maybe he'll be listening to this and uh, it'll bring back memories, I know. But we visited down there because Weaver was introducing the very first, its very first handgun scope, and it was in stainless steel. And it had a stainless steel finish. Right. And right. I remember talking to Skeeter, and Skeeter, you know, he was an iron sights guy. Oh, yes, know? sir. <laughs> yes, sir. he was like, put a damn optic on a, on a wheel gun, you know, forget it. And I said, come on, Skeeter, we're going we're gonna to do a cover story on this, on this optic, because it was really big news, and this was around the time, around 1981, I believe, that 
Smith and Wesson introduced the 629 44 Magnum, which is the first stainless. 44 Magnum double action revolver. Yes, sir. And so I said, I'm going to make those two up and we're going to go down to the ship ranch and shoot Havelina, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and so we got down there and, uh, you know, here are all these great handgunners. You know, Bill Blankenship, of course, was a world-class shooter. I'll tell you, the, the other guy I forgot to mention was Jim Clark Sr. Oh, really? The yeah. So you got Jim oh, Clark my and gracious. Bill Blankenship who were two of the most decorated bullseye shooters, you know, 45 government model bullseye shooters in the country. Yes, sir. You had Bill Jordan, you know, a legendary Oh, my gracious, yes. And and then you had Skeeter and Evan, you know, and it's like, holy cow, you know, it's, uh, what a group. And uh, like I said, I don't know what the hell I was doing there, but man, (laughs) I I enjoyed every minute of it. And, and so, you know, here we are, we get all these guys together and, and the pressure's on, you know, we're going to do a cover story. And uh, so we take the scope out. And at the time, they had not, Smith & Wesson had not drilled and tapped the, the, the yes, top sir. strap on yes, the revolver. Sir. They had this, Weaver had built a, a kind of a newfangled uh, mounting system for the revolver. Yes, sir. Well... Lo and behold, it didn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> of of, uh, of uh, the forty-four Magnum, and uh, oh my God, Skeeter was ragging on me. Uh, you know, for, <laughs> just like I, I told you, these damn things don't uh, work. Right. And blah blah blah. I just, oh my God. Anyhow, after a couple of days, and I think we did a little gunsmithing you know kitchen table gunsmithing right to get the mount you know i, I think we used a lot of super glue <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and uh we finally got it to you know hang on the on the top of the revolver and uh you know skater shot and i mean you know these, these guys were dead on oh know, my yeah 50 yards and even beyond and so we ended up spending, I think it was two or three days, you know, Evan taking us around on the ship ranch. And of course, the ship is, you know, a couple of hundred thousand acres. You, you can literally get lost on it. And um, and we whacked a bunch of javelinas, man. And it was great. I mean, it was. And, and at the time, Bill Blankenship was working in kind of a marketing PR position for Colt. And uh, so I was hunting. I was actually hunting with a python, and uh, and this was my first ever handgun hunt. And I got a picture of me with a javelina and that Colt python. You know, it, it just it just a lot a lot of fond memories. Aside from the oh. fact that you know we had the, the new six twenty nine Smith and Wesson, oh, yes, sir. We had the new Weaver uh, scope, and I'll tell you what, Larry. Uh, and you know all about this, but you know, the, the guns you use on these hunts. And again, it reminds you of the people you're with, you know, you treasure those and it's, it doesn't have anything to do with value. I don't care if it's a no. hundred dollar 22 or, a, uh, you know, a $3,000 bolt action rifle. It's about the memories. And I still have, believe it or not, I still have that 629 and, 
that Weaver scope. Oh my goodness, Jim! And uh, and and you know, we did a cover story in True to right. Time, March handgun issue, and uh, talk about Skeeter, you know, whacking hogs, and, and talking about just the new. I mean, this was this was an eye opening, you know, experience of wow, putting a handgun scope on a four on a Smith and Wesson forty four Magnum, yes. you know, and. Of course, nowadays it's, you know, commonplace, but back then, 40, you know, 40 plus years ago, this was uncharted territory. You're right. It was. Yes, sir. (laughs) I mean, you remember that, you know, before the days of people really getting into the Thompson Center contender, you know, and I know you've you've killed a lot of game with uh, uh, that single shot contender and... uh, in fact, you've probably taken more game animals than anyone else. No, on. but I, 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 I've oh, hunted a fair amount with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess. But uh, uh, anyhow, that's and there's so many memories of the ship. You know, it was a very special place for Skeeter. You know, he lo- he wrote a lot of his fiction based on the ship ranch and yes, you know sir. chasing the ghost hogs and. Uh, you know uh, the the me and Joe stories, and um, uh, oh my gosh! And it just and then to be with those people I, I, again, you know, I, I would I would include that group minus myself. I would include that group in any top ten <laughs> without of a doubt. Writers and uh, you know. Uh, pistoleros and lawmen, you know, it just, I'll never forget those memories. It's, and what uh, I can only imagine some of the stories that were told oh in the evening. I'll tell you, I, you know, as you know, typically you can only tell about half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, you know, and, and Bill Jordan would always preface, and, and so did Skeeter, like, no, you're not going to write about this, are you? Before <laughs> they get into a story about no, sir. their days no, sir. on the border, you know, and uh, you know, you talk about what's going on with the border in today's world. Well, back in back in <laughs> the days of Bill and Skeeter patrolling down there, that was a totally different mindset, and. Uh, you know, the press didn't cover, you know, I mean, oh, gosh, you know, it no. wasn't even an issue back then. They took care of business, though. Let me put it that way. They they pretty well took care of business and, you know, made sure the border was secure. And, uh, and it was because of them. They, they, and they had some, oh, my gosh, just some wonderful memories. But, you know, Bill would talk about, as you know, you know, he was involved with Smith & Wesson introducing the Model 19 and yes, the Model sir. 27 and 28. And, uh, you know, you know, they called it the Border Patrolman, you know. Right, and, of course, right. Bill had uh, the Jordan holster rig named after yes, sir. him. And yes, sir. I mean, uh, it just go, it goes on and on. I mean, you know, Jim Clark was one of the most respected shooters and then became one of the most respected gunsmiths in the country, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've got, again, getting back to the guns, and Jim built a, you know, he would modify Bill Ruger's ten twenty two rifle. Yes, sir. To make it a, a true target gun. And 
He said, he, just out of the blue, after a visit to the ship ranch, and we were talking about the 1022, and he just, God knows how many how many of those he made and shipped. And he had Bill Ruger's blessing on it. I remember him talking about that. <laughs> right. And uh, Bill would ship them all the, all the guns he wanted, and, and Jimmy would work his magic, you know, replace the barrel, tune up the trigger. And, I mean, anyone who shot a 1022, and just about everybody has one in their household, um, you know, it's the best-selling 22 semi-auto rifle. Oh, yes, sir. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and and Jim sent me that rifle with a target, and that gun will, that gun will shoot half-inch groups all day long. <laughs> it, it is amazing. I got to spend uh, a week this spring with uh, Jerry Michalek and his wife, Lisa. Who, oh, yeah. And uh, in a bear camp. And, I, I, you know, I knew Mr. Mr. Jimmy Clark, and, and, of course, I've known Jerry for a while off and on, but I was just—I just sit there totally enthralled and listen to he and his wife tell stories, you know, with both of them kind of growing up and, and particularly some of the early stuff and listening. Of course, I, like I said, I'd met Mr. Jimmy Clark years ago as well too, and I just sit there and listen as they told stories and he told stories. Jerry being telling stories and his wife telling stories yeah. about the ten twenty twos and some of the shoots that they did, and then of course they're growing up as well too, and some of the hunts that they did, or particularly Jerry did there in the kind of the swamps of Louisiana, and it, I was just totally yeah. enthralled with with yeah. him again, and it was such a great pleasure and honor as far as I was concerned yeah. to spend time with him. Oh yeah, you know, and I yeah I forgot to mention Kay. You know, of course Kay. Okay, yes, yeah, not this least I'll say somebody uh, else. Jim's uh, uh, daughter, and again a world class shooter. Oh my God, is Kay's daughter, Lita. Oh, and and a lot of people don't realize that starting with Jim Senior and then Jim Junior, and you know, sadly, you know, we've lost both of yes, them sir. over the years, but. Those guys, they weren't just handgunners. They could shoot. I mean, they were world-class caliber shooters with rifle, pistol, shotgun. I mean, <laughs> I remember we hunted quail when we were down at Evans' place at the ship. Yes, sir. And you, you talk about wing shooters, man, <laughs> with shooting the, you know, you know how wild the quail get in South Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I, I mean, just... Did I, you know, I mean, if they pulled the trigger, whatever they were shooting at, it was on the ground. <laughs> with Jim, when you were down there with them quail hunting, did you ever get a chance to even get a shotgun shot off with those guys? Because I know how fast some of those guys were with a shotgun or with any gun. Oh, yeah. And, but, you know, you, you mentioning Jerry Mikulik, of course, he's married to Kay. Right. Jim's daughter. And, I mean, think about that family. You had Jim Sr., oh, my goodness. Jim Jr., you got Kay, you got Lena, you got Jared Mikulik, all in one family. Oh, my God. And it's like, oh, my God. I mean, that's uh, that's literally America's, you know, first family. <laughs> it, it is when it comes to <laughs> shooting. shooting. <laughs> my gracious. But, uh, yeah, again, uh, the guns, the hunts, the memories. Yes, sir. I, and you're, you're referencing... Uh, uh, our good friend Hank Williams Jr. Oh yes, sir. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, and I I've been fortunate enough over the years to visit with Hank and and see. I mean, I, I, and again, not many people know this, and and uh, but 
Hank, aside from being, uh, you know, a great country western singer like his dad. Oh, uh, yes, sir. But he is <laughs> a hell of a shot. Plus, I tell you what, he had a photographic memory. He could take any gun out of a, you know, a cabinet. And he would he would look at it, tell you the story behind the gun, where he bought it, you know, and then he would tell you what the best hand loading recipe <laughs> would be for like you know a Colt single action in forty four forty. Right. He'd say, okay, you know, you want to, you know, this, you know, forty one eight forty one ninety eight or you know whatever whatever, whatever the battery is, right? The, the the exact bullet weight, you know, and and uh, the primer to use and the whole deal. And he, you could pull a dozen guns out of a cabinet, and he would have a story behind every one. And he knew exactly which load, which hand load, shot best in that particular gun. I mean, think about that. That's and amazing. I, I mean, he he could do it for hundreds of guns, but he he. We we went on, and I'll be brief here. But we went uh, we went on a hunt. Bill Jordan and and Hank and Bill were good friends. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and Hank was good friends with uh, Roy Jenks. Yes, sir. Who at the time was the Smith and Wesson historian. Right. And and of course Hank was a big Ruger and Smith and Wesson guy. So I mean again it was a great great hunt, and I got. You know, somehow I I wedged my way into the, the hunt party, you know, and uh, and Jim Clark Sr. was there because uh, uh, Hank was good friends with Jim Clark. Yes, sir. And uh, Bill invited us down to his hunting camp in Louisiana, in, in the Louisiana swamps, I should say. And we decided Bill wanted to take us on a swamp rabbit hunt. And... For your listeners that aren't familiar with uh, swamp <laughs> rabbits, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a cottontail guy, you yes, know, sir. in the Midwest here. <laughs> These swamp rabbits look like they've been on steroids. <laughs> they do. Even near a nuclear waste facility. You know, <laughs> they, look, they look like they're about 10 pounds a piece, you know, versus our little cottontails up here. But, um uh, we took, and this was Bill. He goes, okay, everybody's going to take, and Jim had brought a bunch of uh, Ruger 1022 rifles. Oh, my gracious. Red dot, red dot sights on them. And, um, and then he, Bill had one of his buddies bring a pack of beagles. You know, Bill was a big, he loved to hunt behind dogs. Yes, sir. And man... Let me tell you, we went out in the swamp and he let those beagles go. And oh my God, we burned up bricks of twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting those, you know, with it with a ten twenty-two, of course, a semi-auto. You you and that red dot, you would just walk your shot right into the, you know, right into the rabbit. You know, I mean, it's you know, it's, I mean, you, it sounds like, gosh, how could you hit a rabbit with a ten twenty-two? Well. With a, with a red dot sight, and you just kind of walk your shot mm -hmm. right in as the beagles were bringing them to you, you know. And, uh, oh, man, it was a blast. And then, of course, Bill, oh, man, got back to hunting camp, fired up the, the fryer, the deep fryer, and we had 
we had swamp rabbit and fritters and uh, you know oh my goodness uh, just about anything and everything thrown in the pot <laughs> and, uh, of course had a little little bourbon there I, I, too. yeah there probably was a little of that down. but uh, what a great time uh, Larry I mean I, and I know you've got good God dozens and dozens of stories like that but I and again I I've got pictures of those hunts, and uh, uh, I'll tell you what, another guy that was there, and again, this just makes it special, especially if you're a country western guy, but Merle Kilgore was there. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, and Merle and Hank were the best of friends, and... Any country western fan would know the name because Merle wrote dozens and dozens of country western hits, but his big hit was Ring of Fire. Yes. And he was there, and he wasn't really oh a, a shooter, you know. He was no? kind of, this was all new to him, but man, he was, he was all game for it, you know. He was a great guy, just a wonderful man, and... Uh, uh, again, it's one of those hunts. That's that's definitely in my top ten. <laughs> oh my goodness, I can only imagine. I've heard Tank tell some Merle stories over the years. He's come, Hank used to come down and hunt with us every once in a while in South Texas, and uh, had just. I mean, again, we'd sit around and late in the evening or during the middle part of the day, and I they just tell start start telling stories. Or you tell about different. I'd ask him about different guns that he had, and and you're right. He would tell me. <laughs> He said, "Now, if you, you know, if you had that gun, what you'd want to be shooting in it is, uh, you know, whatever the powder load was, and the powder, and the primer, and the bullet, and you know, you ought to expect oh, this kind of accuracy." Oh, yeah. he, he was just he, amazing. I, mean, he, I was awestruck. I, I mean, I had no idea, you know, when I got to know him, and then the more I was around him, I mean, he, he, absolutely amazing. And he's, a, I mean, a hardcore, dedicated hand loader. I mean, I'm talking about. Had a, a wonderful uh, hand loading setup, and he even had get this, Larry. He had a furnace in in his uh, on his bench for melting, you know, lead and antimony. Oh, really? To cast bullets. I mean, I mean, he's the real deal. He, that is the real <laughs> deal. One of these guys that would buy the buy the bullets, you know, and whatnot. He cast his own bullet. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about that. I mean. Uh, uh, you know he could have, you know he could have paid somebody to, you know, handload for him. But man, he he loved it, and he was hardcore. I mean, I I, I rank him as one of the best handloading people I've ever met. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, he, just just amazing. But uh, great guy. Mm. You mm. know, he's had some real tragedy in his life. And yes, sir. I, uh, I'll tell you what, and I know, I know for a fact that he, you know the friends he's made in our industry and in our business and uh, you know he was very close friends with Skeeter and he was very close friends with Skeeter's son Bart you know who we recently lost oh, that was, that's so sad I knew Bart very well and you know it breaks your heart you know because you really be, you know it's more than just you know like a one time hunt well you know and then and then you don't hear from the guy again you know i mean these are lifelong friendships you know that that started in a hunting camp yes, you know sir. and that's what's so neat about it and you and i 
Larry, you know, the same thing. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we got to know each other in a couple of hunting camps and gosh, from there, we (laughs) we developed a lifelong friendship. I mean, that's so neat. I just, I just love it. You know, that, uh, I can't get enough of it. And, uh, It's it's just and I know you gosh you, you're I know you're exactly the same way and uh, so I think that's why we get along so well. I, I think so too, Jim. I, I really do. I, 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 I've so much enjoyed the time that I've gotten to spend with you. And we're looking right now. Seriously, I'm seriously. Looking, we got to find a hunt where we can get together later this fall, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Like I said, it's. It's not about, you know, trying to find the, you know, the biggest whitetail no. in South Texas. It's just about getting together and uh, telling stories and having a few drinks and uh, all the all the special memories we can recall. That's, uh, and that's the beauty of it is you start telling the story and that leads to another one, which leads to another one, which recall, makes you recall, you know, some other story that maybe you were together or maybe not or you were with other people kind of thing. And to me, you're right. That That is the very special part. And, of course, the older that I've gotten, I dearly love to hunt. And I love pulling the trigger, be very open about it. But I really treasure and appreciate and cherish those yeah. times that I get to spend with yeah, good friends, I mean, such as you. I, I, again, I, you know, I know we've hunted Africa together. You know, that was a fun hunt, too. I've been able to hunt the Swiss Alps with the Swarovski family. I mean, I've, I've hunted Germany with... The Walther folks. I, I mean, I can just go on and on and on. I, it's you know, I got to hunt with Bill Ruger. Bill wasn't hunting. I mean, he, he unfortunately had some physical issues where, but uh, he had a private hunting re, uh, preserve uh, up in New Hampshire. And oh, yes, sir, that's right. You know, I, I, to your point, Larry, I didn't. I never pulled the trigger on that hunt. But man. You talk about memories. Talking, sitting oh, there right. talking to Bill Ruger about guns. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's all I needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it'd almost be like right. you, you didn't want to waste time hunting because you wanted to spend time visiting in those situations. Oh my gosh! I, you know, he he, he kept saying like, "Well, don't you want to go out and go hunting?" I, I said, "Bill, I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't need to go kill another deer or an elk." You know, I, I, I. Uh, and they had they actually had elk on the property yes, there uh, that had been transplanted. But I said, Bill, I'd much rather just sit here and talk to you, man. Oh my I, gosh, I just, yes. Uh, and of course, he didn't like what, what you know. What the hell? What have you been drinking? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? And I said, Well, I'd like to talk to a guy who's compared to Sam Colt. And oh gosh, and yes, say, my goodness. I, I uh, and rightfully so. Do that than shoot a hog, you know. Uh, uh, but. Uh, and I do, Larry. I, I and I know you feel the same way. And I, again, I'm rambling here, but I'll be brief. Is I, I love, and I know you're 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 good friends with Bill Jordan down at Realtree, and as I am, and and I, if I remember correctly, you introduced me to Bill, oh, and yes, for a long time ago. I, I carry to this day, but I love their motto, and it's friends, family, and the outdoors. And I think that captures the essence of what we do, you know, and it does. And 
it's about friends, family, and the outdoors. And 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 that leads me to, and I know you, you know, you've heard me talk about it. Is uh, uh, my my granddaughter, my oldest granddaughter, yes, got sir. her first deer this year. Oh, fantastic! And. Uh, 14, she's 14 years old and she, you know, she'd been hunting a couple of years, right. you know, and never had any luck, but that didn't diminish her interest in going out, you know, in those frosty uh, November oh mornings. And, uh, and this year, uh, I mean, the, everything was on our side. It was cold. It was windy. I kept asking her, I said, are you sure you, you, you're warm enough? You know, you want to go in and warm up? Oh, no, 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 no. You know, I want to stay out here. Well, it paid off. You know, she was ready to shoot a doe. And uh, uh, here I, I saw antlers back in the woods. And I said, hold off, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's coming out here. And it was a, a nice, uh, really nice eight point. And, uh, you know, came out broadside and she whacked him man and he 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 ran about 20 yards and tipped over man and i was i was bawling like a baby (laughs) after she put that deer on the ground because it meant so much to me and i know you feel the same way larry you got family and and for someone i i'd pass up a boone and crockett buck for my granddaughter to shoot a deer like that. I mean, I honest to God. And, uh, again, that's what it's all about, man, is passing that on to your family. And, uh, you know, that, you know, the, the guns that go with it, you know, that, that all gets passed down in the family. And again, you look at an animal, you look at a mount, you look at a gun and you think about, you know, the situation, the memories, the, uh, you know, and that's something she'll never forget. It's something I'll never forget. And, uh, I've got two more granddaughters. I'm hoping, you know, we'll follow suit. And, uh, uh, I told her, I said, heck, Sally, it took me like five years before I shot an eight point. (laughs) I said, man, you're, you did it right. You know, the first time. So, uh, anyhow, it's, I, I I can't emphasize enough the importance of friendships, you know, family and and the outdoors. That that's what it's all about. And I I fear we may be losing a little bit of that, Larry, in today's world. But uh, it it hasn't left the Bequet family yet. It's perfect. <laughs> well, it, it's it's, a, it, it, it's the same way here. I, I, as you were talking, I was remembering taking both my daughters on their hunt on their oh, first yeah. deer, and then yeah. uh, my my four grandsons and little granddaughter. I mean, they're not little anymore. Uh, one of my twins now has not only a son, but they had a, a daughter just the other day. So now I'm a, I'm the double twice times, I guess, great grandfather, and I can't wait. I've already got guns for them, and I've got all kinds of stuff for them set aside. Oh, so yeah. as soon as they're big enough to start shooting, yeah. we'll start shooting as well. But, you know, every one of those grandkids and daughters, they've essentially shot their first deer sitting in my lap. And uh, oh, when you're talking you. about balling, I, 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 I've been there. 
Well, I, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Of course, Kelly was, was our, our first grandchild. Yes. And, and I was over the top. You know, I was like, oh, yes. in fact, I... I had just, I was up in Alaska and, and, and her mom uh, went into labor early. And I said, now wait till I get back from my moose hunt before you deliver. Yes. Well, I, I find out, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to take a nice moose up there. I got back to the hotel and I think I was supposed to fly out. We had like two days in Anchorage and then we were going to fly out. And, and my wife called and said, hey. Beth just went, you know, they just took her <laughs> to the hospital, you know. And I was like, I changed my flights, got home, and luckily she had just been born by the time I walked into the hospital. Oh, really? Oh. I got to see my, and I always, I always tell Callie, I said, every time I look at that moose head in our, in our house, I said, I think about, you know, racing home uh, to see my first grandchild and, uh, uh it's just uh, you know stuff like that. It makes it special, but I, it, but it, it does. It, her first Christmas, I knew the guys down at Daisy, so uh, Daisy uh, right. air rifles, and and so I I asked them. I said, "Hey, could you put Callie's name on the receiver of a Red Rider?" You know, everybody. Oh, yes, or a lot of people's first, you know, right, so-called right. firearm, and uh, they did that. They stamped her name. And like gold lettering on the receiver and uh, that red writer. Oh, how special! And I gave it to, I gave it to her at Christmas, and uh, of course she was, <laughs> she was too small to know, you know, exactly right. what I was giving her. But it makes no difference. When her, when her mom opened it up and she she looked at her name on it and looked at me and she goes, "Really, Jim?" <laughs> <laughs> but of course. <laughs> Yeah, you know, here she is, what, you know, four or five months old. Right. <laughs> I'm giving her a Red Rider rifle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Would it have it no other way? <laughs> you, I told her, I said, you can never start too early, man. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, you can't, you can't. <laughs> but, shoot, I, I, I'll tell you, Larry, I, uh, and now there's good end time as any, but I, again, I, I thank you for all the, the wonderful times we've had together. And You've introduced me to a lot of people in the business, and and, uh, and I you and uh, gosh, I wish I, I I guess my only regret is I I only wish we had hunted together more often. But I know we were running in different directions a lot of those years, and uh, uh, but. There's still time there's, left. There's still time, and I totally, uh, it, it, whatever you said is a mirror image of my thoughts, so I'm telling you, oh my goodness, you you were very special to me, for me and to me in the early years when I was really starting to get seriously into writing and, and all those kind of good things, and your friendship beyond everything else meant more to me than anything else and continues to do so, so you're right, we got to figure out some more hunts. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. And, and again, and I know getting back to the, the guns and the memories of the hunts and stuff, and you're allowing me to have one of your rifles. Nobody else interact. could have that rifle except for you, Jim. I, <laughs> I, I told my wife that. She goes, oh, you really think he... I said, yes, he would have never, no. ever... Uh, no, let that rifle out of his no. out of his collection. No, uh, no, no, no. Uh, 
And that that rifle, I know I told you that at the time, but that rifle will never leave the family, that's for sure. That's and, uh, and always I, have special memories. And I appreciate that. I wouldn't even let my grandsons mess with that one, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, gosh dang it. But uh, I'll tell you, the, the sad part is, you know, Larry, the... You know, the, the clock keeps ticking, you know. Yes, sir. We're not able to, you know, I always wanted to go on a sheep hunt, and that never happened. And now I think I'm at the point where physically I don't know if I could do it, but I there's still a lot of hunting in the flatlands. Oh, know? gosh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, about that, too. I've, I've fortunately uh, got to hunt sheep I, a couple times. But I, if, if, if we could go hunting once a year, I'd be very happy. To, we'll, we'll, we're going to, we're going to do that. I'm, I'm working real hard right now. We've got a couple of, I'll, I'll meet with some people later this week, actually, and, and, uh, see if we can't get something set up here pretty darn quickly, but one way or the other, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Well, you know how fond I am of Texas and I, I do. I, 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 I'll tell you, I, I, I wish, I wish I could relocate, right? <laughs> Oh my well, God! Jim, but, Jim, uh, I would. I, I won't get into the politics. No, 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 no. Then I will tell you this: that probably right now we're, we're we're recording this here in the middle part of August, but it's we've had I don't know how many consecutive one hundred plus high days yeah. where it's been like one hundred yeah. six, hundred eight, hundred ten, hundred eleven, and. Uh, you know, at, at this point, I'm I'm ready to. Uh, 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 actually, I'm going to California at the end of this week and to hunt with uh, Linda Powell, uh, close oh, to. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the little town. We fly into San Jose and then go south of there. So uh, I'm checking the temperatures, and the temperatures are supposed to be in the 50s in the morning, in the, in the 70s and 80s in the evening in the area that we're in. And I can't wait because I mean that that's my type of temperature right there. Oh yeah, compared to what we'll we've had, so hopefully you know, we'll get. Yeah, I, you know, and talking about Linda, and again, you, you and I know a lot of the same people. Yes, in sir. The industry, and Linda's a very dear friend, and you'll have to tell her I said hello. I will uh, do so. Uh, uh, yeah, that's neat. That you, gosh, I know you've known her back. You know when she was at Remington, and uh, uh, it. Uh, Again, friends like that, you know, you just, you don't, you know, even after you're like, like me, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much, I guess I'll call myself semi-retired, but I, you know, I like to stay in touch with Oh, people. heavens, yes. Uh, I saw Linda at the NRA show this past year and uh, talked to her for a while and, uh, yeah. Those, those friendships never, never end. No, know? sir. Very, very special lady. I actually, uh, Linda had hunted a little bit for Black Bear in Maine and, and when she was with Remington. And I called her one day when we were talking about some guns, actually back when I was with Shooting Times, when you were the editor. And, and uh, yeah. uh, I said, you know, why don't you come down and hunt whitetail? And she says, you know, I've always wanted to hunt whitetail. And I said, you have not hunted whitetail yet. So oh I said, gosh, you need really? to come down. So she did, and we had an absolutely great time, and, and uh, did she did well and all that kind of good stuff. And so every time we get an opportunity when we're visiting, she goes, yeah, I remember that first time we went whitetail hunt together. Jeez. So you're right. Isn't it's that those, something? Wow. those memories that yeah. you never forget. <laughs> She did me a lot of favors over the years at, at Remington and Mossberg where, you know, we were wanting to get a new gun or whatever. Oh, yes, sir. And her, and, you know, she'd work in concert with Art Wheaton and oh, yeah. Jay Bunning and those guys. And 
we got a lot of exclusives out of Remington when she was there. I know that. And uh, anyhow, again, it, it's in you know going on hunts, and I I got to go. I, I know you know talking about people you're hunting with, and and he rarely. I know did any hunting, but I actually went on a hunt with um, Ivor Mossberg. Uh, really? Uh, it was on a goose hunt. You know, they were, I can't remember, they were introducing a new uh, shotgun, and uh, I got invited uh, on the hunt and got to hunt with Ivor, which was kind of oh cool. Because not, you know, not very many people in the industry know him. He's no. kind of behind no. the scenes, you know. And But again, I, you know, I knew his dad, Alan, and, uh, Again, a family-owned business, you know, it means a lot. You know, the the Noslers, and I know you know all these guys, the Weatherbees, the Noslers, the Hornadies, the yes, Hodgdens, the Rugers, you know. Yes, sir. It just means so much uh, to have known those folks, and they're all wonderful people. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the more success they have, the better. And, you know, that's just, Amen. Uh, it's kind of a, and sadly, it's, you know, it, there are as many as there used to be family-owned businesses. And, uh, uh, but, uh, mm. you know, and I, you know, and I know you, our mutual friend, uh, Ken Ayler down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, and. People forget Ken. You know what a wonderful person, and and uh, I just you know and his wife Margie, I can oh, yes. know, and his kids, and you know he had a little, he had a small ranch uh, down in uh, uh, Texas and uh, in the hill country. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you know, we hunted whitetails there with him, and I remember one day we we're we we're sitting waiting to go out in our stands, and you know, I, I start asking him about the chronograph, and Ken, you know, one of the most modest people I've ever met, you know, and he's talking about developing the first ever chronograph, and he's talking about it like. You know, he just designed a new, you know, uh, ballpoint pen or something, you know. I mean, it's like, it was no big deal, really, Jim, you know. (laughs) It was just, I kind of did this, this, and this, and, you know. And I'm going, Ken. I said, wait a minute. I said, before you develop the chronograph, uh, shooters couldn't never knew no. what, what the velocity was of their load. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? And the ballistic coefficient, I, you know, it's like, are you serious, Ken? You changed the whole landscape. He did. You know, he for did. shooters and hand loaders in particular. And, and of course, Ken was very good friends with Bill Jordan. Again, it all kind of, you know, we're, we're really a, tight-knit group you know it's uh bill and ken were the best of friends and uh bill always called ken's chronograph the magic box yes i remember (laughs) that now that you say that you know you (laughs) think about it get away from the technical part of it it's magic (laughs) i mean it's it's absolute magic set up the sky screens and you know 
to find out what your loads are. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I, I just, but again, and getting to hunt with him on his play from Shackley nice Whitetails and just had a grand old time in a little bunkhouse. And oh my gosh. You know, again, wonderful memories. I just, uh, and Ken to this day remains one of my dearest friends. Yes, sir. And his wife. And uh, Super so, big anyhow. One. You know, it's, uh, it's, I, I really enjoy, you, you bring back good memories, Larry. When as you, do when you, you, sir. I <laughs> want to do these. I, uh, I, I really enjoy, as you can tell, I, I love to talk about it. I talk too much. I no, 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 heavens no. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, when there's all the, you know, I, I was telling the story to, I think my cousin about, when Hornady introduced the 17 HMR and I got to go on a ground squirrel hunt with Steve Hornady and uh, uh, when they launched the cartridge and I remember yes, talking to Steve and some of the other people and they were, you know, he was kind of like, yeah, you know, something new, something different. I, I think he was, my gut feeling was he wasn't quite sold on it, you know, like, he did, you know, like, yeah, you know, it'll do okay in the marketplace, you know. Well, <laughs> as you know, you know, God knows what the numbers are now, but I mean, it's like 250 million rounds later, you know. It's like, At least that many, I'm sure. Gosh. Yeah. And, and uh, but, but she, again, you know, so I remember that ground squirrel hunt in California with Steve. I've got pictures of it. You know, we were shooting Ruger rifles. It, you know, that kind of stuff, you just, you know, in, in the launching of a, you know, one of the most successful Rimfire cartridges ever. Without a doubt, yes. And gosh, you know, how do you, you know, you can't put a price tag on no. that kind of memory. No, I mean, no, just, no. It's wonderful. And Steve's, you know, Steve's, I know you know Steve really well and Jason. Again, family-owned company, you know, knowing Joyce. You know, I always say, you know, I knew Joyce, his dad, Steve, Jason. You know, when you know three generations. Again, that is so truly special, though, Jim, to be able to, to, to yeah. know those, particularly uh, people like that. Not that all yeah. people aren't special, but those... Th- those three are truly are special as far as I'm concerned as well, too. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and, and again, I, I, I hate to leave people out, but, you know, the Hodgsons, Bob oh my and JB and Bruce and John Nosler and Bob Nosler and now his son, John. Yes, sir. And, uh, oh, my gosh, the Weatherbees, you know, Adam. You know, I, again, I knew his dad. I knew his grandfather. Yes, you sir. know, and here's here's Adam running. What is it, Adam Weatherby running the business now? And uh, it's just neat. You and know, they're like, doing well too. They're... Uh, but um, well, God darn, Larry. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to your 
uh, and I know you're you always come through. So I'm, I'm we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find a campfire somewhere. To, we are gonna find a campfire, and we'll we'll continue our conversation <laughs> here. I, I do need to remind folks before we get away from here, and I, and I will have you on again very shortly, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, but for certainly, we'll find a campfire that we can share at a hunting camp somewhere. But you know, well, we've got our DSC convention you coming find up. A place to hunt, and I'll bring the jug. You've got a deal. <laughs> and I bet I know what it's going to be, too. <laughs> Jim, I just need to remind people real quickly that uh, our DSC convention will be January the 11th through the 14th there in the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center, the uh, DSC convention, which is, again, a great place to meet so many different people, you know, including some of the people we've talked about here at Show Up yeah, there as well, let too. Me, let me give an endorsement there. I've, I've been, of course, to the Dallas Safari Club show. Wonderful place, uh, you know the exhibits, the exhibitors, the people in attendance. Everybody's so cordial, professional. Uh, the, the Dallas Safari Club does a just a bang up job on that. I, I know it, it. It's very highly respected, and and if you love to hunt. You need to go to that <laughs> show because it is a special place, man. It, you it, see stuff there you don't see anywhere else. No, you been. really don't. You know, if people want to learn a little bit more, if they haven't already, are not familiar with it already, they can go to B-I-G-G-A-M-E dot O-R-G and get all the latest information as far as how to get into the show, which is extremely easy, and just want to invite everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, great place. And the fact that it's in the heart of Texas, that makes it even better. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, it's been an absolute pleasure. I better get off of here and let let you get back doing some things and, and uh, go make Larry, some more memories. And I, I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity. I, I value your friendship like no other. And It's uh, the same, Jim. Uh, anytime I can be of help. Never hesitate. Well, same we're here, and we will get together. I'll I'll give you a call here in a few days, and I'll let you know where we're, where we're going to make this happen, okay? Okay, Larry. I appreciate it. Jim, thank you so much for being with us. DSC's yep, Campfires has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas. Have it. Our gear, your adventure. The Texas Wildlife Association. Double Nickel Taxidermy. Burnham Brothers Game Calls and H3 Whitetail Solutions. <laughs>